We live. We live. Check, check, check. All things sports podcast. Check, check, check. How can I be homophobic? My bitch is gay. Hitman in a top chair. See a man topless. Even a stick is gay. Hugging my brothers and say that I love them, but I don't swing that way. The man them celebrate Eid. The trap still running on Christmas Day. Somebody told Doja Cat. I'm tryna indulge in that In my great track suit See the bulging that See the motion clap When you're throwing it back These females planning on doing me wrong So I'm grabbing a dumb At the Trojan pack Post a location After we're gone Can't slip and let them know Where we're at I don't know about you But I value my life Cause imagine I die And I ain't made a hundred M's yet There's so much things I ain't done yet Like fucking a flight attendant I don't party But I heard Cardi there So fuck it I might attend it Gotta kick back sometimes And wonder How life would have been If I never did take them risk And would have I prospered Floating and I won't Go under Been out of town for a month Absence made the love grow fonder UK rapper, UK droga I mention my name if you talk about the genre Alright How can I be homophobic? My bitch is gay Welcome back to the All Things Sports Podcast I'm your host June I'm here with my co-host Small Town EP Yo, what's good? You already know what it is Yes sir, it's three up, three down over there Ow Over here It's the same shit, different day E We in the middle of baseball season still NFL season is upon us, in our eyes at least, because <laughs> once training camp opens, football hit. season has started. Absolutely. And football season starts at OTAs, to be honest. But they're voluntary sometimes, you know what I mean? We Listen, it's training camp. Everybody that's healthy is showing up. If you're on a roster, you're showing up. So it, it's good to have football back, everybody back in their facilities, dorm room style, you know what I mean? And uh, getting getting ready for this next season. 2022 is going to be great. We watched one of, if not the best playoffs ever. Definitely one of the best playoffs in the last decade. Um, Facts. And I feel that we're going to continue to see really good football because of the talent. And I think it's, it's the talent speaking to us. Um, these guys coming out of college the last six, seven years are, are just a different breed. And then there's, you know, the guys that have been in the league, like the Aaron Donalds and, you know what I mean, the uh, Mike Evans and the, those guys. So uh, it's it's going to be amazing to see. This week we are going to recap last year's NFC South, predict what we feel is going to go on this year in this NFC South Uh Obviously, the Saints get their guy back in Jameis Winston. Tom Brady and the Bucks got their new addition, Julio Jones. The what Falcons the are trying to figure out who's going to be their starting quarterback. <laughs> and then the uh, <laughs> Carolina Panthers, I mean, they are too, but they also probably figure uh, Baker Mayfield gets that. But Christian McCaffrey's back, and that's got to be exciting. So before we do talk about that, I did want to kind of go over some headlines in the NFL world. Um if you have anything else otherwise, you know, throw it out there. If you want some baseball talk, you know, we'll we'll, we'll see if we have some time for that. Honestly, bro, I'm, I'm bro. It's, you vibing? It's July 28th, so by default, this episode is dedicated to my father. He is, uh, I don't know how old he's turning. <laughs> I think he's turning, I think he's turning 57. I think he's turning 57 on the 31st. All right, cool. So shout out to Leo season is upon us. Shout out to the Leos over there. Everybody celebrating their birthday this weekend. Facts. Um, and then just a couple shout outs. Shout out to, uh, you know, New Era and all them boys. DJ oh, Reese, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. throwing an event and just shutting it down. That's that's just how it goes. And, you know, Broward County is just an amazing place to have grown up and an amazing place to uh, represent and be proud to be from because – Yo, you know, we can talk guys that you know from school um, that have made it to the league. We can talk about guys that are still locally popping. We can talk about guys that we know that are uh, embedded in in MVP-level success. Facts. Lamar Jackson. (laughs) Facts. Right? We can talk about Kodak Blacks of the world and rappers and and the LOE shimmies and and FCG Heems. You know what I'm saying? So. Shouts to all them boys and everybody. Shout out to I Hate Sean. Sean, man, bro. The man is just on another level, you know. And and we're seeing that and how he's taking over in the Knicks uh, space. So, 
just real proud, bro. And then we got guys like Antoine. We got guys like all Facts. the homies at Small Town. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's just it's just awesome to see, bro. Sunshine Vintage Club. Shouts to Sal. Shouts to Ann on that one. And um, I'm going to always spread my love, like I said, bro. I sent a tweet out today. I said, spreading love and positivity is my thing. Make it yours. And, I feel um, that. I feel that. <clears throat> that's that's been the message, bro. If if you look back in history, you know all the all the greats in history and 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 you know speakers of the world all felt not all not all the great leaders. Like I said, the great ones. I didn't say the leaders. I said the great ones. So all great leaders um, understand that you know the spread of love and positivity is is where things kind of start from. Going back to the NFL. How about the Cardinals spreading their love and positivity <laughs> on their quarterback, Kyler Murray, securing him for five Thanks. more years, $230 million it's worth up to. There's a special clause in the deal. Kyler <laughs> Murray's required <laughs> to spend four hours weekly alone watching film. Now, it was a funny thing when it first came out. and I think it still is. but It is funny. It is. It is. It is, it is funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> It is a funny thing that they're that the franchise is literally saying, you know, four. What is four hours, bro? Four hours is like a regular film session. So, one film session a week. I don't know. And then the flip side of it is Kyler Murray coming out and making a statement about it, letting everybody know that he feels it's kind of disrespectful for people to think that all the success he's been able to have in this league and and all the greatness that he's been able to uh, show. Do we do we truly think it comes from him with a lack of preparation? You know, like obviously he's watching film. You know, he's studying. Oh, for sure, he's doing his due. But at the same time, I the mean, Cardinals I, did put this clause in the contract for specific reasons. I, that's that's how I feel about it. It's not there for no reason because I feel like that's bare minimum. I mean, I don't know what an NFL regimen is like by any means necessary, so don't get it twisted. I do. <laughs> And it's meetings all day. It's it's practice. It's weight room. It's so yeah. Meetings, I was saying I would assume study. that it's, it's a lot more than four hours of film oh, yeah. a week. You know what I mean? So my thing is, why request that specifically? Like <laughs> this can literally void something. <laughs> like you can lose guaranteed money here. Is yeah. what the, the clause is, or I think Zion's is that, which is NBA talk. But wait, yeah. Zion Williamson having to have a body fat and weight. Under two ninety five for him to Zion Williamson and come out like, hey yo, I do eat good though. Yo, so that's disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't know though. I obviously Kyler Murray's the type that um, you know he he. I don't want to do that. No, I'm not even gonna go there. Ooh. Kyler Murray is a great quarterback in this yeah. league, and he got paid like somebody who should have gotten five years two thirty. And uh, I'm glad he he has that contract. He the Cardinals are in a good spot. We're not going to get too much into the NFC West because we will one day, and it's going to be one of these Thursdays. Facts. Maybe next Thursday. No, it won't because we're going to AFC next week. So we might do the AFC West. Who knows? Chiefs division, you know what I'm saying? That's East team. We did the, we did the Colts last week. So yeah. finding trends. Listen. We'll see what's up. We'll see what's DK up. DK Metcalf got the bag as well. Three I years, should. 72. And it's well-deserved because when you look at a guy like DK Metcalf, who was overlooked in the draft, first of all, right? Uh, By the way, he's getting 24 a year. Shout out to him. Um, He was overlooked in the draft, fell, and then when he did get drafted, there was this, oh, my God, look who they got. Look Mm -hmm. at the picture of him next to A.J. Brown. He looks like Megatron. He looks like, you know, the specimen. And he came into the league playing to that physique. He's one of the fastest and strongest wide receivers there are. And uh, he's inconsistent at times. Sometimes he lets plays or, or the game get to him. Uh-huh. And, and we see that. But at the end of the day, DK Metcalf is definitely a workhorse guy. He's a great teammate guy. He's a, he's a leader type of guy. And, and I think he's somebody I would want in my locker room. I would want, you know, to be around. And if I was a quarterback, I'd be really happy that he's my number one target. So You're going to go get it. Money well-deserved for DK Metcalf. Um, other news around the league, it's it's not too much I want to get into because I really do want to break down this. I got uh, a couple of things I want to get I into. I want to break down. Okay, no worries then. Let, then. Let's do it. How about that? Yeah. 
Go for it. What you uh, got? Since we're doing shots at the beginning, I'm gonna do a shout out to Trey Mancini real quick. Mm. Uh, hit a, hit a little walk, not walk off because it was the bottom of the eighth. See, but see, inside see. the park, inside right. the park home run. Right, I'm gonna let you live. You hit an inside the park home run today to seal the win. So shout out to Trey Mancini. He might have played his last uh, game in Baltimore with the trade deadline coming up. Uh, so it was definitely a very emotional just before on deck, you know what I mean, yep. while he was at the plate, and then after after getting an RBI and an inside-the-park home run. Um, Shout-out to him. That boy, um, right? <laughs> you, think they, you think they'll keep him just for that? I think that, yeah. I honestly, I think that the Orioles, not just for that, but I think that the Orioles. <laughs> that was, that was, that that was, was the, the question. One. Yeah, no, <laughs> not just for that, but I think that the Orioles just, with what's going on in the organization, one, and two, the streak that they're on right now. I think they just stay put. I don't think they make any moves. I think they just stay put and keep. They've been really, really yeah. hot. Yeah. They've been really, really hot. And you know who's not? The Red Sox. Free talk falling. About it, boy, you know, me and Sal, <laughs> Sal, Ant, and I were talking about it last night where, you know, we spoke about the 25 to 8. We spoke about how to start the season, the Red Sox – weren't playing great. We were playing pretty poorly, actually. And the Yankees were playing average baseball. And there was a point where the Red Sox then went playing 790 baseball and, and lost only about seven, eight games in the last, like, 30-something. Yeah. So they played amazing baseball. They won, they like, did. 9 over 14 or something like that. It was crazy. Yeah, they won, like, 28. They went, like, 28 and 5 or something yeah. like that. It was really crazy. And then... The Yankees went and did that as well. Since then, we've been we've been playing extremely poor, and the Yankees have kind of stepped up their game. And then you see the records, and you see the standings, and you see that we have. Yeah. <laughs> and we just signed just signed Benintendi. We, they just traded for Benintendi. Which shout out to the fucking Yankees for making that happen. Because I'm not gonna lie, Benintendi's a really really good guy. He he can play great defense, and then he can he can hit he can hit, but he plays really great defense. They had and him at leadoff today. Was that? They had him at leadoff wow, today look in at front that. of in front of in front of the judge. Look at that. You know how much confidence that'll give someone. To, is oh, he I got sixteen. I'm not sure. Uh, I would like to. I would. I would hope he is. I mean, what's up with the former Red Sox always going to the Yankees, man? It's just crazy. It's just a thing. Damon Ellsbury. Oh man. Fucking this guy, Benintendi. You realize you guys got. All our outfielders. <laughs> you get all our outfielders. It's fair, though. I mean, Benintendi did not deserve to, you know, end his career in Kansas City by any means. He deserves to be on a spotlight. And if any season the Yankees win a World Series, I'd hope it's never. He's wearing 18 in New York. By the way, did you hear me? I don't know if you heard me. No, I heard you. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, Real quick, back to the NFL world. Michael Gallup said he's going to miss week one mm. due to that ACL injury that he uh, he had there. And um, your Kansas City Chiefs signed Carlos Dunlap to a one-year deal. Um, not too excited there. Not, I, I don't believe you know he's going to go and make the biggest. Uh, I think depth, you know, it helps. It no, helps absolutely. Depth, especially having a guy like Chris Jones over there clogging shit up. It opens doors for others. And if he can stay healthy all year and, and, and you know, just continue to fight his age, really, that's that's really all it's come down to. He's not a poor player at all. But, you know, you, you get older in them trenches and it's going to go one way or another. He, he had a decent season with the Seahawks last year, if I'm not mistaken. I believe that's where he was. So Andy um, Reid does things like that, you know. He'll sign people based on, like you were just saying, depth. Yeah, it's kind of fucked up that this baseball this baseball game just decided to – Turn on, yeah. Oh, my! I thought that was you, phone. fam. I was like, yeah, no, all right, we I'm could do that. Like, um, I don't know why the TV decided <laughs> to just unmute itself, <laughs> but no, yeah, I think that uh, Andy Reid does that for like get a you know, get a couple, get a couple plays a game yeah. here and there, and it's, then towards week 14, 15, 16, when hopefully you know, we don't really need to put the starters in like that, you can get you know, and it's also a veteran presence, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely, it's definitely veteran presence, absolutely. So Let's 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 dive in. Is it fair? Is oh, it fair? real quick, one one last thing. Go ahead. Um, I love that exchange that Darius Leonard had uh, with the fan on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if we will, if we're gonna if we're gonna do any justice by 
Shaquille Leonard. All right. Right? Yeah. Shaq. Yeah. Because Madden don't be doing him justice. They finally made him a 90 overall. Right? The league don't take recognition of what he's doing and, and how he's literally top two. I think he's the best linebacker. Top two. Fair. But nah, he's if, Fred Warner, if Fred Warner's number one, it's not that far off is what I'm trying to say. So if anybody's going to do him right, let's let, let's do right by him, actually. And, and you know, he wants to be addressed as Shaquille Leonard, Shaq Leonard, because that's what his family calls him, and that's what he kind of was, was known for his whole life. I respect it. Facts. Facts. But and that I, exchange. I, yeah, it was I, – I mean, I respect the fact that he was like – I don't – you know, no one knows what happened but the people that were there. <laughs> Pushing kids. <laughs> that's a wild accusation. And I feel like he was probably exaggerating it. Oh, my God. It's cool, though. What, you know, you throwing shots at each other. Yeah. But, hey, bro, I'm not going at no athlete that could say anything about me and just everybody's going to see it. Not everybody's going to see what I said. That facts. At first. <laughs> facts, facts. Everybody's going to see what he says at first. So that was pretty entertaining earlier. That was. And, uh, you know, you mentioned uh, – Trey Mancini, and that was kind of like a story, you know, mm-hmm. a heartfelt type thing. Um, David Ortiz, you know, really being inducted Fact. in the Hall of Fame this past weekend. Was, How could I forget? Was an amazing thing to me, you know, because growing up, this is the reason I'm a Red Sox fan. You know, David Ortiz and Manny Ramirez are my two favorite players. And uh, just so many memories in Fenway, on the road, in the playoffs, regular season, in the World Series, and and – Fucking what a great player, bro. Like, yeah. What a complete, complete career this guy had where he was really able to, to say he, he he did it all. And, um, you know, he wasn't the best defensive player. We didn't need him to be because we were an AL team. We are an AL team. And thankfully there's DH for that. And now look at his position, you know, excelling. And, Crazy. And the, the DH position is like you, you could literally make a living off the DH right now. And mm-hmm. not to say you couldn't back then, but you just – now there's DH universal. So yes, sir. there's just more job opportunity is what I'm trying to say. Now. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. NFC South. Ow. Preview. We got the Bucks. We got the Panthers. We got the Falcons. And we got the Saints. Let's go ahead and. Uh, let's go ahead and. Uh, talk about how the Bucks coming back off of a 13 and 4 season and a and literally literally like two plays away from a Super Bowl another Super Bowl appearance which would have been their second or third second right second should have been their second would have been the back to back mhm it's, it's interesting to me that after thinking of them and having a great season this upcoming season and it being kind of like a cakewalk back to the playoffs and back, back to the – it is going to be a cakewalk back to the playoffs, but a cakewalk back to the Super Bowl, I, it, it might not be now that things are unfolding, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. um, it's so unfortunate that today at training camp, Ryan Jensen, who just made a Pro Bowl as their starting center last year, goes down with a significant knee injury, which they fear is serious, mm. and uh, he had to be carted off. So we'll know in a few days if his season's done. And if his season's done, I think that's a huge, huge, huge is an understatement. Huge loss, uh, loss for that offensive line because guys like Ali Marpe – is already lost. They, they lost him. They lost another offensive lineman. They had went and got Shaq Mason, you know what I mean, to replace. And the offensive line is never something that you want to just be interchanging, right? You want to have that unit be a core unit for your franchise, mm-hmm. and there's interchanging pieces around it. Your wide receiver, you get a new running back, you got a new tight end, right? But – you want that starting O-line to remain. And if you got to change your right guard, left guard here, right, right tackle, left tackle there, but two to three different O-linemen, you know what I mean? It's tough. It's tough. And I think we're going to see a significant difference 
in that O-line and Brady's protection. And then we know the way to get to Brady and to, to throw him off his game is to put pressure on him. Yep. And we saw that in the playoff game, his last, which could have been his last game of his career where he retired and then came back. That Rams defense, although struggled at certain points of the game, they really was getting after him, especially late. They were getting after him and making him and uncomfortable. Making him uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And there was some sloppy play there on uh, both sides. Absolutely. Both defenses were, were doing great. But, you know, that's what we noticed. So, this season, you know, looking looking into the future, we got – well, not necessarily the future, but looking at what we have now, Bruce Arians steps down as head coach. And Todd Bowles steps up, right, defensive mm-hmm. coordinator. He had his run in Tampa with the Jameis days before Tampa was able to really even get the rebuild going. Um, but here's his second chance. And I'm actually happy for him because it wasn't good, you know, when he was there for his first stint. Now he's got a, Tom Brady as his quarterback, right? Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Julio Jones, Cameron Brate. Is playoff Lenny back? Playoff Lenny, Lenny Fournette? Yeah, they say he's... You know he, what I'm saying? They say he can play right now, is, so, a, is a word. Like, listen, you as much as you got to do, you don't have to do that much. Keep that defense tight. You got Byron Leftwich coaching the fuck out of these guys, man. Mm-hmm. Who could have been your head coach. And to be honest, this might be the better move. Leave him at OC. Leave his responsibilities to just be running this offense. Until that point where maybe now he's he's due and deserved. Uh, not saying he's not deserving of being a head coach now, but I think for the benefit of the team, yeah, you know, you keep him at OC and, and keep his focus on Brady and running that offense. So I understand uh, that a lot. A lot of people, he left a lot of uh, a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths with his stint in uh, in New York. But I mean, he inherited a Jets team, you know what I mean? That was doomed. That's been doomed. Will be doomed. Sorry to say it. Jets fans, not sorry to say it though. Um, that's what the franchise is right now. So he inherited that this time around, you know, he, he hit, he hit for a hundred on a $2 scratch off right now. Yo, so. <laughs> yo, he had the lock. He had the me? lock. And, and listen, Brady's coming off of a 5,300 yard season, 43 touchdown passes, less than 15 picks. Like, all right, there's a group chat. Shout out to the group chat. If you're in the Locksmith group chat, shout out to you. If you're listening to this, shout out to you. In the group chat, somebody mentioned, because, you know, I let them know that we were doing an NFC South preview tonight. And if they had anything for me, and some did. So it's much appreciated. Now, at first... My guy was talking about, will the NFC South champions be above 500? That's crazy. And, you know, I'm like, hold up. Yeah, we definitely, they they definitely will. So I said, you know, if Brady, is Brady finishing over 500 is how I read that. Yeah, absolutely. And and I don't ever see it otherwise. Now, he then brought up the point. That, you know, Gronk is gone. And we, we, we've we been waiting to talk about this. <laughs> we're going to get more into that. You know, Julio doesn't have so much left in the tank. And they're not going to get 17 games out of him. And is Rudolph the greatest replacement? He brought those points up. He also said Brady is Brady. But damn, that cliff got to come at some point. You got to stop saying that about Brady. Which... The statement is true. The cliff do have to come at some point. But he, I don't think Brady's over by that cliff. Nah, man. I think I think Brady knows exactly when that cliff is. Somehow, somewhere. He has he's paying millions for these doctors and they told him, listen, on this day, yeah. this is the last yeah. day. So I think he's he, I think he's gonna retire before he feel before he actually starts to feel like and he's gonna really retire before he actually starts to feel like, yo. Like, if Brady retires before we see the decline, 
after 20, what is this, his 23rd year? It's the ultimate Come hat on. trick. It's the ultimate, like, magic trick, bro. <laughs> Come on, bro. Come on. Because we're noticing the decline in LeBron James. Yeah. Granted, it's basketball. Like, you're, you're doing way Wear and more. Tear. You're doing way more um, physically than a starting quarterback does. You know what I mean? So, but 23 years and... Like I said, bro, you you just I didn't just say this, but by the way, with that fifty three hundred yards, he led the league in passing yards last year. So <laughs> another Pro Bowl, NFC championship, one possession away, one fuck up away, because mm-hmm. that was that was crazy how they ended that game. We all saw it. And you know, Brady's back in the Super Bowl and, and this year, looking at them, I don't even give a damn about who's on their schedule. I don't give a damn about you know, what happened last year, who's their coach, because Tom Brady's their quarterback, yep. and he's got weapons. Yep. We've seen this story before. We've seen it with different coaches. We've seen it with different uh, uh, personnel, and we've seen it versus different opponents. So it doesn't matter. And it's not like we've only seen it recently. Like we saw it at the beginning. We saw no. it in the middle. We saw it right now. No. Like We saw it sometimes more than not. We saw it. Sometimes a little less more. Than yeah, man. Brady's definitely that. If if by chance, you know, because they're going to be 500, you know. But if by chance they're in a playoff race, you know, where it's like, oh, what's going on? Yeah. Brady's just going to be like, yo, get me to just get me in there. Just get me in there. And <laughs> I mean, it, listen to this. They started the season last year. Six and one. They lost in week three, then they lost in week eight. They go on a bye week, come back from the bye week, and lose to the Washington football team. All right, you know what? Let's get that out the way. Let's go on a four-game win streak. We'll take one more loss for the rest of the year, and then win out the last three games. You know, And then that, that New Orleans Saints game that they lost – in December, that was that was just bad football being played by them. Yep. Like, really bad football. And, you know, you don't typically see that. Now, I'm not trying to, you know, compare so much last year with this year. But when you look at this year's schedule, since we're going to do it regardless, like I said, I don't care about it because I've seen Brady in this scenario before. And I do believe, you know, this is the division winner. Ding, 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 ding. This is... You know, the NFC, I believe they have a chance to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl this year. Okay. And a lot of this is going to come down to health and when they get to that point of the year or playoffs, experience, bro. And and Brady's, it's I'm not going to go against it. I thought they were going to win an NFC Championship last year. Facts. And the Rams were respectably expect not expected, but like a lot Favorite. of people expected yeah. them. A lot of people thought they would. You know what I mean? And that was because they had a stacked team, much like this one. Uh, this year, we mentioned they're going to have to play that NFC North, uh, AFC North, sorry, and the NFC West. West, yep. Defense. And, yeah, NFC West defense, they got a good solid defense. They got some solid defense out there. And then that AFC North defense, you know how that is. So we're going to have to see more spectacular, more phenomenal. But if what we saw last year clearly isn't it, I think we can get more this year. Absolutely. I think we can get more. I don't know that the Julio Jones thing is is uh, is their, their evil plan to, to run the league. It's not. <laughs> he he's not gonna play all games. Yeah, nah. He's not even not. gonna play all of the games that he all in all of the game that he does play. Look at Yerman Mercedes. Shout out to Yerman Mercedes, by the way, uh, for still playing baseball. Because I remember at one point with the White Sox, Tommy Tommy Larusa had him uh, really pissed, and and he wanted to quit and he wanted to retire. He's a young guy who can be a stud, and. Uh, Let's see him pop pop some shit here. Oh no, never mind. You got money on it, so yeah. And the bases are loaded. Pop shit. It's two outs, one one. <clears throat> He's got Cubs. Got to be 
first five run line plus a half a run. Yeah, there's the fucking bet. There you go. Now, back to it. Back to the schedule. You know, there are some, there are some interesting opponents on this schedule, because outside of the division. Yeah, and, and the and divisions anyway. Um, I mean, I think you got to look at those division games versus the AFC North mm-hmm. when he plays Lamar Jackson. Like, can Lamar Jackson beat Brady? You know, that's and and Lamar Jackson has Week Eight Thursday night circled on his calendar. Oh, for sure. You and know L- what I mean. And Lamar Jackson has proven to us already that he can beat these yep. Super Bowl winning teams. And then Week Three, Aaron Rodgers. And you could look at you could look at this. You know this game, like all right. Well, the Bucks have the better team, which they do on paper. Again, we have to consider Ryan Jensen, starting Pro Bowl center, can miss this year already. And I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate this part of the NFL season where training camp starts and the injuries—they're inevitable. It's inevitable. And yeah. every team has them, and it just depends on what player. That's really all it comes down to. Who was it? But every team has them. It's, it, we're going to start seeing this in the next few weeks. and It sucks, but that's part of football. Now, the Packers don't have as strong of a team as they did last year with losing their best uh, offensive weapon in Devontae Adams. But they still have the reigning back-to-back MVP, yeah. Aaron Rodgers. So... Week three, early in the season, it's a four o'clock game in Tampa. You know those NFC, you know, the NFC games is, is, is good because these are the previews. This is what, well, this was in years past, the NFC Championship preview possibly. You know what I mean? We don't believe the Green Bay Packers are going to the NFC Championship this year. But to my point, Aaron Rodgers versus Brady is still a phenomenon. Yeah, and we still haven't actually seen it, so... What are we? What are we doing with the over under? It's at twelve. Over under for the wins. Uh, for Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. It's at twelve. I say that's about a push. I think they'll probably win twelve games. Twelve games. I think. I think. I think. I think they're capping that right. I think Vegas has a solid number there. I think they're gonna win twelve games. So I mean, I could see them realistically losing one to the Saints. I can see it. Okay. I can see it. I can see them losing to the Chiefs. Wow. Okay. I could see them losing to the Rams, which they beat the Rams last year, early in the year. They did. And then they lost to them in the NFC Championship. Now, I, I'm not saying they will. I'm saying these are this is what I can see. So that's three right there. And then, you know, <laughs> week 15 at home versus the Cincinnati Bengals. It's a very good game right there. It's a very good game right there. So I can see them hitting that 13-4 and four, possibly. I don't want to say it. 12 is, 12 is a good number. I think 12 is a good number. I think 12 is a good number, to your point. Uh, I'll rock with I'll rock with seeing them get 13, though. So I'm going to go over. Ooh. I'm going to take the over. The over. You got the odds on? You got the number on that? or, or you just... uh, I think it was plus. Oh, no, no. That was the Super Bowl numbers. No, I don't have the odds okay. on that right now. I All have right. the Super Bowl odds. Now, can we move on? I mean, I think the Bucks. Are the obvious yeah. NFC South champions? Right? I'm interested. Uh, I'm interested to see what uh, Devin Tompkins, if he can uh, make an impact on that squad. I know he came out of Utah State, and uh, he's a little short, little you know, little slim dude, but he's making an impact. He ran a great forty at his pro day. Um, they're obviously with the receiving core that they already have. It's it's slim pickings, you know what I mean. Yeah. But um, I like to see him in the uh, special teams unit and see if he can make, make, make an impact there because uh, that's not a really a position that the Bucks, you know, excelled in last sure. year. And, and where they did excel before we leave is uh, before we leave them 
is uh, D-backs. They got they got some really good D-backs. They got Murphy Bunting. They got Carlton Davis. They've got Antoine Winfield Jr. You know, so and they're all young. Mm-hmm. Uh, so shout out to them boys. But whew, moving on, head coach Matt Rule mm. and the five and twelve Carolina Panthers look to kind of turn things around. They look to. Oh boy. Oh, it drops. Fuck. It's two runs. So, Mercedes hits a fucking two out single, brings in two runners. It's two outs. Runners on first and third. You sorry, Lumen. Two zip. They called back. They called back the wild pitch. Bottom, uh, bottom three. Yeah. yeah. Then there was that foul ball. Yeah. That foul ball. He's like, y'all not gonna rob me on my hit. All he right. kept. He kept leaving those fastballs off top. I'm not gonna lie though. That's a high ass fastball. He's not it supposed is. to swing at that. And that's why it blooped the way it did. Yeah. Anyways, five and twelve Panthers. Matt Rule, possibly coaching for his job's sake, because. <laughs> if he can't if he can't get it right this year and it doesn't look promising going into next year, there's gonna be trouble. There's gonna be trouble. And you can't blame management if that's how they feel. Look at this ice, bro. Iced out. Oh, he's pulling He just pulled out the chain. He's like, I'm on I'm on base now, I'm pulling out the ice. Ah. Iced out Cuban with the with the initials or so. It looks <laughs> like something like that, yeah. This is Joe Brady. Second year as Carolina Panthers offensive coordinator. And he has a new quarterback. Everybody thought that Sam Darnold was getting treated uh, or had the short end of the stick in New York, which typically that's how it goes. And we'll see Mm -hmm. if that bodes true for Zach Wilson when we talk about the AFC East. But we got a chance to see Sam Darnold play with some good talent. I mean, granted, no Christian McCaffrey. He's another injury-prone guy. Oh mm-hmm. my God! This I'm I'm sorry. <clears throat> I keep cutting it off. We're watching Chicago versus San Fran, and we're watching listen, the yeah. It's a meltdown. So unless the the Cubbies can can rally together something in the next two innings, it's not looking too good for that little ticket there, boy. Ooh. But it looks a little brighter for Carolina with Joe Brady's got his new quarterback Baker Mayfield. I'm not going to go in and, and make my case for Baker Mayfield and his success in Carolina. And before I cut myself off, I do want to finish my first point. We thought Sam Darnold got the short end of the stick in New York, and we saw him play with DJ Moore. We saw him play with Robbie Anderson and uh, those guys over there. And he played really bad, like really bad. And that 5-12 and 12 record, A couple of those wins were like, okay, we, we got this dub. Man. We squeaked it out. But that was a bad season they had last year. And, you know, unfortunately, their first-round draft pick, J.C. Horn, got hurt toward the end of the year, like week 12-ish or so. I don't remember exactly when it was. But, you know, they've got to be able to, to get back to, to full health. Christian McCaffrey is going to be a big part in their offense mm-hmm. this year. But he can't be – the focal point. He can't be the only guy getting all the touches and overworking himself or them overworking him. They have to make sure that it's a healthy rotation of him, get Robbie Anderson in space, get Chuba Hubbard, you know, some, some reps. Mm-hmm. Yep, and, yep. and that's going to be on Joe Brady and ultimately Matt Rule. Now, well, Hopefully Marshall can stay, uh, can stay healthy and get some reps in there too behind them. Right. Now, as far as this past year, I mean, seeing last year and how they took losses to teams like the Giants, teams like the Washington football team, the football team, teams like Atlanta Falcons, that's where they were at last year, right? That's where they were at. And they got their wins against... Saints, Jets, Texans, Falcons, and Cardinals. And you ask me, the Cardinals. That might be the reason they're making Kyler Murray watch four hours of game film. 
a week. We just found it, bro. What was the score there? I'm going to try to find that score there, but boy, <laughs> how did the Falcons fucking, they scored 19. Wow. Falcons, that means the Cardinals scored less than 20. 19 to 13, bro. Wow. So, I mean, with this team here, their big thing, like I said, keep Christian McCaffrey healthy. Don't overwork him. You have talent. You have guys that you can get the ball out in space mm-hmm. to, and they can make plays. Make it simple for Baker Mayfield. Don't make him have to do too much. You know, there's a reason he was good at Oklahoma. Find that reason and try to translate it. And Joe Brady has that college football experience. So I don't think it's going to be um, a situation where a guy like Kevin Stefanski's coming in and he's, you know, so molded to this NFL and the NFL quarterbacking style as opposed to being more open-minded and, you know, going out and, and venturing into that college offensive playbook. Um, that's, to me, where Baker Mayfield is most comfortable. Mm-hmm. It's not about does he have Odell Beckham on his team? Does he have DK Metcalf on his team? I think if you get him the right group of guys and the right scheme, he can throw the ball. He just doesn't make great decisions. And he yeah, doesn't make horrible decisions. At times he does. And at times he, he can't throw the ball. But for the most part, he can throw the ball and he, you just make it make it easy for him. His right? IQ is up there for the most part. Make it easy for yeah, him. Yeah, absolutely. So. Keep it simple. Um, going into this year, they got some tough <laughs> – they got some tough opponents. Obviously, again, this NFC South plays the NFC AFC w- North. And, an, and, and NFC the West. NFC West. Yeah. And – to start the season, it's just funny that Baker Mayfield, who likely will win this quarterback job, is going to go play at home versus the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> that, to me, is, is just when 1 o'clock hits, like, so 1 o'clock opening week, I've got the two TV hopefully running. You know, I, I try to have my two TV set up, and I'm going big TV, Colts game, other t- alternate TV, Red zone. Mm. Or I'll pick a game that maybe I want to see opening day. I'm definitely not putting red zone on. That's not the question. It's going to be Colts and then Browns, Panthers. It's lit. And I might put Browns, Panthers on the big TV. But I might not because fuck them. That's why. (laughs) It's Colts Nation, baby. But starting off the season with a bang like that uh, is – it's important that Baker Mayfield has all the energy in the world to beat his former team because after that, <clears throat> they got to go to MetLife Stadium and play the Giants. They can start this season 2-0. and Yeah, we were just talking about that the other day. They can start the season 3-0 and if they go back home and beat the Saints. They got to win at least one of those divisional games versus the Saints. Crucial. So if they start this season 3-0 and – that would be their best bet for how bad it could get. Because after that, week four, week five, week six, week seven, you got Arizona, Oof. San Francisco, yep. L.A. Rams, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You get a break week eight. One o'clock game, the Sunday before Halloween, Atlanta Falcons <laughs> on the road. But you got a tough one right after that. You got to fly to Paul Brown Stadium, Cincinnati, in beginning of November. So it's getting cool out. Oh, yeah. It's getting chilly out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Joe Burrow coming out with the mink probably. Hey, you get another you get another break. Go back home. Falcons. Hey. Hey, but guess what? The Falcons might win one of these games. You better sweep the Falcons. And the Saints. I don't know that they sweep the Saints. That, we'll talk about the Saints in just a little bit. I don't know that they're going to sweep the Saints. But sweep the Falcons, at least to help your season not be as bad as it can be. Because after that, week 11, you've got Baltimore Ravens on the road. Then mm. you go back home for the Denver Broncos. Broncos country, let's ride. Ugh. You get a bye week after that, 
And then you go to Seattle. Now, this is where it gets tricky here. Week 14 and 15, you get Seattle on the road and then go home for Pittsburgh. Now, excuse me. That was that was my first and only yawn of the podcast. At Seattle is interesting to me because I think that Seattle is just a natural competitive team. Like, I know that they lost Russell Wilson and, and you know, ever since they lost their defense, we've seen the decline like that, that Legion of Boom. But Russell Wilson still had them in good standing in, you know, contention for the division and, you know, in respectable eyes. He's gone now, and, and you're looking at Drew Locke potentially as your starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. I'm not the maddest at it because I've always said this. I do like Drew Locke. I just think he needs his fair opportunity. And then when I say that, sometimes they get their fair share of opportunity and they don't <laughs> look good, just like Sam Darnold. But I'd rather see it. Josh Rosen never got his fair share of opportunity. He just got bounced around. So they was just like, well, what is the point of even having you? Mm-hmm. So at Seattle – and then Pittsburgh, they're dealing with a quarterback situation as well. Pittsburgh got Kenny Pickett they drafted. They also signed Mitch Trubisky. You know, you sign a guy like Trubisky in free agency, tells me he's probably going to be a guy. To me, I'd rather, yes, start the veteran Trubisky, not the rookie, throw him in the fire and stuff like that where he can learn. And you might need him later on in the season because Trubisky might get benched. You know, it, may, it could go that way. But Pittsburgh's defense is, is un, un it's what is it? Relentless. Relentless. Right? So, Baker Mayfield doesn't do good with pressure, and he knows this Pittsburgh defense well. <laughs> right? Well. And oh, they know he? him well. Absolutely. They just re-signed Mika Fitzpatrick. You know what I mean? So, like, it's not, it's not looking good schedule-wise because then they go back home or they stay home versus the Lions and then finish the season out on the road in Tampa and then on the road in New Orleans. So the games that they should win, they have to win. Absolutely. Those are like must wins. And to me, this looks like another one of those 5 and 12, 6 and 11 seasons. And I don't know that the Panthers can afford that with their fairly newly, you know, signed head coach Matt Rule. Matt in this Rule. league, you get a couple chances, you don't get you don't get 5. Mm-mm. You don't get four. You might get three. Tall you, Bulls, shit, you might get two. Tall Bowles got three, and they were trying to get him out of there after like a season and a half. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So the Panthers got a lot of interesting shit going on. They re-signed Dante Jackson. Uh, you know, they, they were able to, uh, like I said, get Ka- not Colin Murray, Jesus. Christian McCaffrey back. And I think that's bigger than... We're shining enough, like we're not shining enough light on how big that is. Re-signing DJ Moore to that deal, mm-hmm. agreeing to terms with Iadonis on the defensive line, agreeing to terms with Johnny Hecker, signing Deontay Foreman, signing Rashad, Rashard Higgins, who Rashard Higgins knows Baker Mayfield, and he was in that Cleveland locker room with him. So, you know, you you definitely want to make your quarterback as comfortable as possible in a new situation. And they also signed uh, linebacker Corey Littleton. So not the biggest splashes, some depth. You know, you get consistent play from a guy like Corey Littleton. You'll get some uh, you'll get some consistent play from a guy like Johnny Hecker at punter. But when you look at Deontay Foreman, you know, Xavier Woods, these guys are are Mister Inconsistence of the league, uh, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough long season for the Panthers. However, I think that if Baker Mayfield, I'll leave you with this: if Baker Mayfield can stay healthy, one because we understand he played on a torn labrum last year, and yeah. it's unfair, and and it's this, that, and a third. But guess what? You're getting paid those bucks. You have the decision, and um, you do what you got to do. So, Baker Mayfield, while the Cubbies are fucking up right. If he can stay healthy, and if Joe Brady can run this offense extremely tailored to Baker Mayfield's liking. Precise. I think that we can find some success. We could look at a seven-win team here. We could. 
We could. But if it all goes bad, we could be looking at a four-week injury. And that's a swing you don't want to. That's a three. It's three wins, but you're you're not at twelve to fucking nine. Four. You're and not 13. at fourteen to eleven. You're at yeah, seven to four. So you want to be on the on the positive side of that definitely. Um, I don't really have much more for the uh, Carolina Panthers. Yeah, nah. I think we can talk about those Atlanta Falcons. Them birds. You know, obviously, Julio Jones. And the Matt Ryan era is over. It's like I will. It's over. <laughs> We're not going to see it anymore. And guess what? I mean, I'm not too mad, right? Can be. We haven't seen much from that in a while. Now, the Panthers, I mean, I said the Panthers, the Falcons, you know, being able to draft a guy like Drake London, number eight overall, is a big, big, big thing. Because he reminds me of a Michael Pittman. Obviously went to USC as well. Mm-hmm. But guess what? Michael Pittman was drafted round two, pick 33. This guy's pick round one, pick eight. And it's for a reason. And you can go watch his highlights. He's a big physical guy. He's going to make the play. He's going to make the catch over your, over your favorite corner. And that's what, to me, he's going to grow to be in this league. Now, what's a little nerve-wracking is can he be the DeAndre Hopkins prototype where you got a Marcus Mariota and you got Desmond Ritter who you drafted in the fourth round or third round? You know, I think third round. And if these guys can't necessarily find him, get him in the swing of things, get the ball to him, essentially that's going to hurt his career. And if they want to be the guys that don't let go of him but also don't find their – quarterback their future quarterback it's tough yeah it's tough it's a business and a business of winning and they need to put these young kids in in a position to do that especially someone like desmond Ritter that came out of that cincinnati uh kind of format and system where (laughs) it's you look at free agency and, and with their cap space they weren't really able to do much you know they signed uh, they signed guys like listen that's that too yeah that too you know what I mean and that was that was they had what like I, what like that bottom, was what I wanted to say bottom five cap space to do yeah, anything with yeah and it's sad it's sad when you when you're a bottom feeder of the league and you know your franchise doesn't necessarily have direction and your new GM who took over last year, new head coach who took over last year, didn't draft a Justin Fields when they had a chance. I believe they had a chance for a Mac Jones as well. Yep. At one point. And they took a Kyle Pitts. And Kyle Pitts is by far a way better player than both of them. And he's going to have probably a more successful career than at least one of them, probably both of them. Yeah. Now – Giants are fucking raking right now, bro. And that's with a K. Raking, dog. Raking. Four zip. Four zip. Tickets fucking good. Yeah. And this pitcher's fucking ass, bro. Yeah, he got to get the fuck up out of there. So, yeah, I mean, Kyle Pitts, he's a great player. Don't get me wrong. I'd love him on my team. But if I didn't have a franchise quarterback and I knew that my franchise quarterback that was the franchise quarterback for the last damn near 20 years, Matt Ryan, is leaving, I want to figure out what we're going to do at quarterback before I want to fucking figure out what we're doing at tight end. Right now. What do we need a Pro Bowl tight end for? Who's going to get him the ball? By the way, they did take that picture off. But exactly, who's going to get him the ball? And... You got to believe Marcus Mariota is going into the season as their starting quarterback. I don't think you want to throw Desmond Ritter out there and just see what he can do with no true roster. This team doesn't really have anybody. Yeah. Cordero Patterson is their running back, and, you know, he's a running back as much as he's a kicker turner. And he's a. Yeah. Linebacking core is all fucked up and shit. It's sad. It's, it's sad yeah. to see that Atlanta. One of the more 
popular franchises and mm-hmm. notorious a team I mean. that typically competes just just can't figure it out and haven't been able to for the past few years and and uh health is obviously a big key in there Matt Ryan not being healthy you know every year after that Super Bowl um Julio Jones obviously we know him and then a guy like Devontae Freeman you know you draft mm-hmm. him and you think he's gonna have a solid career and a few years in and it's just like it's, it's, it's done so looking at their schedule though I did want to take a look and and see uh some notable fucking games this year obviously all of their divisional games mm-hmm. are going to be crucial and the Saints and especially the Cardinals are the games that they really, really have to look at and say, we can win this game. You know, if Cleveland Browns, you know, don't have Deshaun Watson. We could win that game. <clears throat> you have to. You if can't the Browns let a do have Deshaun. Brandon Allen or whoever the fuck is back there, you can't let that mm-hmm. backup beat you. Not at home. And then as you go down the schedule, I mean – it just it's just tough. It's just tough. It doesn't really lighten up. I don't see them starting better than one and three personally. I don't see them starting better than one and five probably. And that's because the Falcons also do find ways to lose games. And they found ways to win games last year at points. I think that was a credit to Matt Ryan mm-hmm. and being the veteran he is and having been in situation before, but Shout out to this pitcher, Eric. <laughs> Yo, he just... Friday, he had his uh, MLB debut on Friday. He let up a hit, one inning pitch, earned run and a strikeout. I guess he's just ones all over the board. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, bro, this, this Atlanta Falcons season, it can get ugly real quick because they do find ways to lose. And then Mariota hasn't... Mm, I don't want to... No, he hasn't proven himself as a successful starter in this league year in and year out. I mean, he took Tennessee to the playoffs, and they had a little thing going. But his I don't know if it's just his style that doesn't work, but there, there's something that I thought he was going to be better than Jameis Winston coming out of that draft. And not to say Jameis Winston is better than many others, but uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, oh, no. Yeah, where's the music? Oh, yeah. no. oh, no. Oh, no. However, we did hear that Jameis Winston is the best quarterback in this division. Yeah, supposedly. we, we should have watched and that. I did wish, yeah, I, I saw a YouTube clip that quotes Kurt Warner and says that he said Jameis Winston is the best quarterback in this division. I didn't watch the video, so I can't crucify him wholeheartedly. boy. But I can, I can... We can act like he said it. <laughs> what? It, it, it's interesting, though, because moving over to the Saints, the Falcons aren't, aren't much to talk about. The Saints have a very interesting season in front of them and opportunity. You got your quarterback back. You get your running back, Alvin Kamara, back. Mm-hmm. You get your number one wide receiver back, but you lose your head coach, a top five head coach in this league. Hall of Fame head coach? Mind. Say that again. Hall of Fame head coach? Yes. Super Bowl winning head coach. Former head coach of Drew Brees. So, it's it's no, no light, light. You know, it's nothing to take lightly, I should say. Dennis Allen can step into this role from D.C. to H.C. Mm-hmm. And he can have success. Now, we can't compare it to Sean Payton. We have to understand that he's one of the best coaches in NFL history. And we got to respect him as such. Dennis Allen hasn't done that for the league just yet. So, we can't expect too much. But with the team they do have and the defensive guys they have, like the DeMario Davises of the world, like the Cameron Jordans of the world, like the Marshawn Lattimores of the world, you know, there's pro bowlers at all three levels. Mm-hmm. 
you have to take advantage of that some way. Whether defense is going to have to win you one or two games this year. More than that. You know what I'm saying? Um, the, the, the Saints aren't in a position where they're going to necessarily compete for a championship, but they're far from bottom feeder of the league and worst team in their division. Like, no, 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 no. They have a, they have a formula. Say it? No, I was going to say they have a fair chance at winning the division. Now it's, it's far fetched. That's extremely far fetched, but we've seen them beat Brady. If you did it once, you can do it twice. And to start the season, first five games, they go at Houston, at Green Bay, home versus the Chargers. Last year, we saw Justin Herbert in a Monday Night Football game versus the Saints. Was that last year or his rookie year? That was last year. Crazy. Oh, that was actually preseason. Sorry about that. So, week one versus Atlanta. Then yeah. week two versus Tampa Bay. And this is where you take advantage of shit like this. Like, if you can get Tampa Bay early at home week two, you know what I'm saying? Like, and you can take advantage of that, you capitalize. You get two division wins. You, Bro, they're going three division. They're playing the whole division in the first in three. In the first weeks. three, yeah. And that's a blessing and a curse. Because if things aren't settled, if the rhythm's not there yet, you know, it can... It, you can go with three in the division. That's bad. But if they're not settled, the the, the opponent, and you guys are kind of figuring things out as you go, you could be 3-0 and in your division right there. And then have to play Minnesota, Seattle, Cincinnati. So, boy, these these these, these schedules are unforgiving, yeah, bro. They they're are. Unforgiving. Especially for lie. a division that, needs, that needs, a, needs a break, as they say. Uh, listen. Are the Saints competing to win this division? Absolutely not. I don't think they are. We had a conversation. I think I think Baker walks into Carolina and, and makes a statement. Hmm. I don't I don't think he wins the division. That's absolutely not gonna happen. But I think I think it's Tampa Bay, Carolina, Saints, Falcons, in that order. Okay. No, that's fair. That's fair. Um, Jameis is, like, interesting to me. I'm over the hot and cold. I'm over the over this. And, and he's very much this, but also very much this. Like, yeah. we need to see some consistency. He's been putting them off-season workout videos on every year where he's going above and beyond and do a drill. And... You know, I know he can't help the fact that he went to FSU <laughs> and won a championship for him. I'll give him credit. But fuck that shit. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but he did steal crab legs. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. But, you know, we haven't ever seen that consistent play from Jameis Winston. And it's not Carson Wentz level because Carson Wentz, he gets hurt all the time and he also does a lot of, well, Jameis does some bonehead stuff. I feel like Carson Wentz does a little bit more bonehead shit, but it can't get there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Jameis has, has to step up to be a quarterback of decisiveness and, and you know, really, really reading the defense because sometimes they be having him cooked. And sometimes he's out there cooking. We saw what he did versus the Packers. I think it was week one or week two last year. You know, I, I, we have to give credit, but – Far too often, Jameis Winston is doing something more questionable than great, you know? (laughs) Both on and off. That's what I got, bro. That's that division, man. That's a a tough division to call, to be honest, just because, like we were saying, they're playing these – they're scheduled to play these crazy divisions, and they all need to win within their division, and they all have proven that they can lose within their division. Can you take a step back, though? Can you – it's not necessarily a tough division to call, because oh yeah, the Bucks got it. All right, but there's a lot of, I think what you were trying to say is like there's a lot going on in this division to really know how it's going to pan out for all of the teams. There you go. 
I got you, fam. I know, I know. I, we're here. Yeah. But the Bucks is winning this shit. <laughs> we said that like 25 minutes ago. Now, to end the podcast, do you have any other shout-outs? I've already exhausted my shout-outs. I couldn't even say the word one more time if I got paid for it. I don't think so. No, I don't have any shout-outs. All right. We're going to end off that. That was the NFC uh, division preview. Next week, I, I, I think we're going to go AFC West. Ooh. AFC West. This is this is arguably the best division in football. So be sure to stay tuned. Be sure to tune in next week. Be sure to like, subscribe. If you see it on Instagram, repost. If you see it on Twitter, retweet. On Twitter, you can follow us at ATS Pod and on Instagram at ATS Pod Official. And look, I think it's very fitting that we end the podcast as the Giants are ending. The, the, fucking the fucking ticket. Fifth in, yo. Yo, yo, the Cubs are getting no hit right now and got two errors. That should say zero. Somebody runs. call G. <laughs> yo, we out.